Welcome to the Monday Morning Tears Cast, the first, best, and only podcast about the goings on of the Monday Morning Tears Fantasy Football League. I am your host once again, Kelsey Dagger, here to bring you your week three recap and then a look ahead to week four. Uh, just a quick rundown of the scores here over the week that was. Justice finally was served as I was victorious over Mikey in a, a sound thumping, the highest matchup of the week, 165 to 114. We moved down to the shittiest matchup of the week with Mix on Max off, knocking off a, a deeply disappointed threat level Breezy who had Lamar Jackson. Oh, no, not Lamar Jackson. Who was it? Uh, he had Mark Ingram and Marquise Brown just completely shit the bet on him. Uh, so he lost his matchup there, 87-83. to 83. The, the hobbled Charkwing Duck put up a valiant fight, but fell to the bitch who is indeed here, 94-84. to 84. Uh, Team of Criminals had a big week, two big weeks also there in that matchup. Team of Criminals knocking off two girlies, one OBJ, 142-124. to 124. The John football team really just smacked around a, a hapless Tony team. 101 to 54 and then in our final match of the week we had deandre copkins knock off the just returned from alberta all gays no breaks 134 to 96 and this week on the podcast to kind of con- continue our, our couple week span here of getting these the strongest players at least the top ranked players in the podcast uh, you know, so so keep that in mind, all you listeners. If you haven't been on the podcast yet, it's going to be awful hard for you to be a top-ranked player. Uh, we've got <laughs> the current number one-ranked player in our league right now, sitting at two and one, uh, ahead by virtue of points scored, averaging just under 120 points a game. We've got the owner of DeAndre Copkins, Kimber Quesada, on the phone with us. Kim, how's it going? I'm doing well, thanks. Succinct as uh, always. I appreciate it. You know. I'm- before we begin, I'd like to say congratulations to Victor, by the way. Oh, yeah, we, just, we, we can definitely do that for sure. Big ups to Victor joining the uh, the engaged uh, individuals party here. You, yeah. you may have the, lost in fantasy football, but you, you won in, in romance. You won in life, yeah, yeah I'd say that. I, I, I don't know which is more important, if I'm being 100% honest, <laughs> and I say that in a hushed tone with uh, Kayla in the other room so that she can't hear me. Um, but yeah, Kim, Kimber, what's your goal there? What's what's the bigger? What is it? Is it bigger to win uh, with an engagement, or is it more important losing in fantasy football? Because I'm I'm torn here. What do you think? I think I'd rather win fantasy football because I don't want to end up like Andre. That's for sure. That's you know what that there is. Most of the married people in this league haven't done super well, or the engaged people. So that does <laughs> does not bode well. I don't know. I don't know Terrasa's uh, relationship status, but uh, yeah, now that Andre is is married and he's uh, he's won the toilet bowl, I think I think Victor and I need to be nervous. But we'll we'll see about that moving forward. Oh yeah, especially you. I mean, prior to this week, you weren't uh, you weren't looking too good yourself. So yeah, exactly. And now, th- thankfully, things are looking up here. So. The plan for this week's podcast, we're going to, as we always do, we're going to look at our guests' matchup and, and break down, uh, hear from the, the the owner themselves how their matchup went. Uh, and then through the bulk of the podcast, we're going to be looking at the contenders and the pretenders of our league, where we're going to go team by team and just quickly break down whether we think this team will be a contender come playoff time or whether they are simply a pretender or not even maybe not pretending and just generally suck and have no illusions about it. Uh, but before we do that and get to waiver wire stuff, uh, Kimbert, you had a big win this week over All Gays No Breaks. Uh, talk us through your fantasy experience this weekend. Anything that went well, anything you were disappointed in, talk us through it. Well, definitely with uh, my tight end situations. First, we'll start off with disappointment. And I think uh, Tyler Higby, when it comes to the... Um, to the tight ends is definitely fell short for this week. But I mean, overall, I'm very happy with my team, especially with uh, Russell Wilson at the helm. I mean, he's been pretty unstoppable lately. And um, yeah, and I, I, for some reason, San Francisco did really well. But then again, they were playing the Giants. So, um, so there's a lot, of, um, a lot of good things that came out of this week. 
Yeah, Russell Wilson, early early MVP favorite. It's looking like, and and pretty probably an early fantasy MVP uh, candidate. Uh, a guy who's your boy. You, I feel like you you always uh, try and target Russell Wilson here. Where is is that a, a specific thing that you think about going into the draft, or is it just like screw it? I ended up with what Russell Wilson. Yeah, it's been kind of like almost every year I've had Wilson at least. I go Adam. Every other year, that's for sure. But he's always been kind of my favorite in terms of like his his demeanor on and off the field, and like he's definitely working a lot harder than what he was like earlier on his career. And he's gotten a lot more weapons this time around, so he's definitely my favorite coming in. And and you are famously a fan of Sierra, if I'm not mistaken, correct? A little bit, a little bit. <laughs> you you like to show off that one two step. <laughs> Uh, if you want to put it so yes. there you go uh, so uh, and then uh, this will be a weekly question I think until I get a new QB when, when are you going to drop Tom Brady so I don't have to deal with Carson Wentz yeah, that's actually the, one of the things I was looking at uh, for your team like uh, you, you, your quarterback situation is not looking too good it's I mean, uh, it, it's the one negative I find on my roster right now I mean I, I'm, I'm happy that Henderson has kind of might turn into a bit of an RB2 kind of guy if he can take control of that Rams backfield. So that's kind of filled that hole. But yeah, Wentz is, is looking really, really dire right now. Like, what's your sense on that? Do you think there's any... Was this week a, a turn in the right direction or is he going to plummet back to just being garbage again, do you think? I think he's just going to live... Like, he's just going to live mediocrely throughout his career. And I honestly don't think we expect much out of, out of him. I mean, I'm pretty sure I can speak probably on behalf of all Philadelphia fans that you know, have new foals at this point on. Yeah, it's been a rough go for, for him. It feels like he, you know, he started with such promise and, and really came out of the gate uh, <laughs> early in his career and was looking really strong. But these past two years, God, the the Philly offense has just been decimated by, by injuries, whether it's on the O-line or the receiving core. It's just, it's really ruined a lot of chances for him to be productive. And it's its rough to see a guy who's getting like 50 pass attempts a day struggling to even like crack 16 points. You know, if you're throwing 50 times, you're expecting a big performance, but its it's not happening. So I'm just going to, again, I'm still patiently waiting for any of the eight people I think in our league that have two QBs to drop one since they're not doing anything other than sitting on your bench uh, and if it's just to spite me I'm, I'm angry and I don't like <laughs> any of you uh, but I'm just I'm patiently waiting here hey, like Tom Brady so far has been worth the $9 Is, has he been worth the $9 to just sit on your bench? A little bit I mean like if it's spiting you right now then I'll, I'll take the 9 bucks. That's true I guess yeah if you can pay 9 imaginary dollars to really fuck over a friend i think that's that's probably well worth it that sounds about right Absolutely. uh what are your thoughts uh i mean you had a big game there also from derrick henry kind of i think that's his first big game of the year uh you know if we're, how how happy were you to see him kind of actually break out and get those touchdowns yeah like you said like that's his first big game and that's definitely like what i expected him from like to be this whole year just judging from how he played last year but, I mean, again, it's a completely different uh, Titans offense now. But, um, well, not completely, I should say. But, I mean, you know, like, the, the last week for him was definitely disappointing. And I'm glad that they're getting the running game going with him again. However, I mean, I like, given that whole uh, the COVID thing, he came out of the tennis play, it's a little bit worrying moving forward. Yeah, I'm curious. I don't, I, I don't know the the rules on this, but it'd be interesting to see if like we have a an MLB type situation. If like Tennessee is just completely infected and they have to shut down Tennessee for the week, that just might mean you don't get Derrick Henry next week, which would be, you know, yeah, a, a pretty significant loss. Yeah. I mean, especially with my uh, running back situation right now. I mean, I'm, I'm not gonna lie, it's not looking too good. All I have is Singletary and. And You're not, not feeling Williams. great about Carry On Johnson filling in behind Derrick Henry? Fuck no, <laughs> not at all. <laughs> I mean, like, Andre was trying to be Chins and like trying to take him away from me and then trade him for Peterson, but both are like pretty bad like options for me. Yeah, my my rule of thumb, especially after my bad experience last year, is just 
don't touch any of the running attack in Detroit. Like, even though yeah. DeAndre Swift might be getting some volume and maybe become something, I just think Matt Patricia is such a fucking terrible coach that has no idea how to run an offense that I just don't want any goddamn part of it. Yeah, that's a mis- that was a... Well, I wouldn't say a mistake. It was more of a gamble. I mean, I didn't it, really it, pick Kerry on to kind of, like, be the number one guy for my team, right? Yeah. And, and so, like, Kim, you're you're a Pats fan. Like, I I think when Matt Patricia got hired, my reaction was that, like Matt, my my instinct was always Matt Patricia was not a guy that moved the needle on the 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 Pats defense. Like the Pats defense was great, but it never felt like it was because of Matt Patricia. Like you pay more attention than I do. Like what was your read on Matt Patricia back in those days? Like did 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 you think when when he got hired, were you like yeah yeah good hire, or were you as indifferent and nonplussed as I was? Uh, I mean, it's fifty-fifty. I mean, he he got us. He got the team to where they needed to be. But I mean, like Bill Belichick always been uh, like I think he was he's been more focused on defense prior to even becoming head coach. And I can see what you mean by Patricia not moving as much pieces. Yeah. So I mean, that's. Yeah, I, I would definitely that that's definitely something to worry about. If if Henry's out, yeah, the things are looking dire back there. Uh, and it's nice that you uh, you you actually kind of gave Victor a break there. I think not starting Alan Lazard and starting Ceedee Lamb instead. I think Alan Lazard was probably poised for a pretty big game with uh, Devonta Adams out, uh, and that could have made the lead even bigger there. Uh, but yeah, probably not a lot to be too disappointed about with your team this uh, this week. Any any trash you want to talk to Victor just as we uh, finish off this little uh, breakdown here? Well, Lamar Jackson really shipped the bet on him this time. Yeah. I, I, I think, I, Everyone expected him to be at least like somewhat decent compared to what he was yesterday. And like the, the Ravens defense just definitely did not get anything going at all. Ninety-seven pass yards, man. That's that's wild. Ninety, not even just but ninety-seven passing yards on twenty-eight attempts. That's like three. That's about three yards per attempt. That's like a freaking high school quarterback. That, that's that's pretty wild. Who who's a uh, high school quarterback when he played together? That would that would be the Ryden? one and only Ryden Pereira. Yeah. <laughs> He got like what, like two completions for the season? Oh yeah, that was th- this was that was very much a a Ryden esque game. Although I don't think Ryden quite had the legs that uh, Lamar did. Shout out to Ryden. I, you know, if if you're listening out there, Ryden, if you're one of our 15 listeners, shout out to you. I knew you. I know you. You've been sticking with the pod for sure. Yeah. Okay. So then let's uh, let's let's take some time then. Let's go through the league then. Let's let's break down. We've had three weeks. We've had three weeks of data and three weeks of, of matchups to look at. Let's start breaking down who we think is legit in this league and who we think is not. So I'm just gonna go kind of alphabetically the way that uh, Yahoo starts us off. And let's talk about let's start with Tarasa's team. Two girlies, uh, one OBJ. Kimbert, is is this team is this team a contender or is this team a pretender to your mind? I mean, despite his uh, where he is right now in the in the league, I think Taras is always going to be like a contender. I mean, he's won the he's won the league like well at least like once or twice. Uh, I think twice, if not three times, even. Yeah, there you go. I mean, like he knows how to move his team. I'm, like um, his bench, despite uh, having a um, not very impressive week, I mean, he's got three good bench. And he still scored like a decent amount of points compared to to other teams, right? So I think um, he's just had like a bad match up for the past uh, couple of weeks. I'm, I'm, I'm going to be controversial here. I'm going to say that Taras is a pretender at this point. Uh, just because I, I don't... Like the only two guys on this roster that I'm feeling super strongly about are Kyler Murray and Dalvin Cook. Uh, Kyler Murray mm-hmm. still, you know... I, I, I was glad to see, even though he threw p- three picks, he still had a pretty strong game. So I think Kyler Murray's probably got a a pretty confident top five QB kind of finish. Mm-hmm. I think going forward, and Dalvin Cook, uh, it, just the talent that's out there, and it, it looks like uh, Minnesota's going to throw a bit more. That should open things up for Cook. But the rest of that roster, I I have pretty serious concerns about, um, like. I'm looking at those wide receivers that he has right now. I see an OBJ that is playing like the stuff that he likes having on his chest. 
you've got Juju Smith-Schuster, who's probably the one lone bright spot now that Deontay Johnson may be injured for a while. He can get a bit more volume. Yeah. And after that, it's it's looking pretty dire at wide receiver there for Taras. Uh, so I don't I don't really love that. And maybe the biggest point of contention here is probably between David Johnson and Todd Gurley. Now you may have a more optimistic read on them than I do. What are, what are your thoughts on David Johnson and Todd Gurley? Well, I think they're gonna have like well, both of them are gonna have good weeks. Like you said, like his receivers are like kind of not the best, but I mean he's definitely got a strong running game. Todd Gurley should have a pretty good game against Green Bay, considering their run defense isn't the best at all. Yeah, the matchups are definitely looking good this week uh, with with Green Bay and Minnesota getting kind of, you know, Green Bay got wrecked by Kamara last week. Um, David, you know, we had Todd Gurley run all over Minnesota last week. My my issue with those two teams is like with those matchups is that they almost are the exact opposite, those running backs of what was successful against them. You know, Todd, you know, Green Bay got wrecked by Kamara because he's fast and shifty and is catching passes. Gurley's not doing that this year. You know, I think I think I, I could be wrong here, but I'm pretty sure Brian Hill is getting a lot of the passing down work out there, uh, which is really limiting kind of Gurley's opportunities. And then you, know, you have David Johnson, who can be more of that passing down back. But it was a guy like Derrick Henry, who's just plodding through and, and destroying guys that gets all those points so and, and and both those guys i think are i think Gurley's pretty washed it seems like through three games he's not really performing terribly well and johnson's got a spark of life but i'm not super sold on johnson either you know the schedule's going to get better mm-hmm. for the texans uh so it could be a lot something there but if I had to put my money on whether Taras was a contender or pretender, at least at this point in the season, my my money is going on to pretender in that case. Fair enough. I'm I'm very excited to go through all these teams so that I can just start getting so much hate from everyone who gets called out as a pretender. I'm super excited. So let's move on to all gay snow breaks. We got uh, Victor's team here. Uh, I'm going to just start out and I'm going to go uh, this one's a tough one for me. I'm I'm borderline going to say contender. What do you think? Hard to say to be honest with you. See Seems the reason I'm the reason I say contender is I think there's some consistent blocks coming in place here. Like I think we saw Lamar Jackson's floor yesterday. I think it's only going to be an improvement from there. Uh, you know, especially like moving forward, he's got he's got to face Pittsburgh twice. Uh, but beyond that, none of those other defenses are going to be too terrifying, I think, to a Lamar Jackson. No. You know, Ed- Edwards Alaire, I think, is going to be super consistent throughout the year. He's been pretty great so far. And most importantly, probably is James Robinson just taking over that Jacksonville backfield. He like he was the only decent player that seemed to be playing for the Jags this week, last week against Miami. So with the with if he's locked in as an RB two, uh, and you know with with Evans and Cooper and even a guy like Henry Ruggs stashed on the bench at wide receiver and Will Fuller with his huge kind of boom bust potential there, I think there's blocks here for Victor to have a a strong team here. Do you have what what might the devil's advocate be for the other side? Like what worries you about Victor's team here? Well, I, I think like James White is definitely a kind of is on his team, obviously, given his the situation with him being out for the last few weeks, it's kind of like, well, like I should like let me let me start over. Like James yep. White, when it comes to um, when it comes to New England, obviously you can't like expect much out of a New England back. Will Fuller, I mean, it's Houston. Mike Evans, I I, I don't know how like Tom. I'm really kind of like torn between his team. Like there's a lot of teams. There's a lot of things. There's a lot of things that. I don't necessarily like like Fournette has definitely just been shitting the bed. <laughs> I'm I'm gonna um, I gotta I have a vested interest in that. I need Fournette to to really shit the bed. Yeah, and like and then Cooper with the Dallas. Well, I think I think that Dak Prescott has a lot more options coming with um, CD Lamb. Like not to toot my own horn there, right? Yeah, and, yeah. I, I I don't know, man. Like I'm not just too convinced when it comes to his. Uh, yeah, I, I kind of get that. But I guess my counterpoint there is like I look at Amari Cooper and even with all those weapons that are there, 
The yeah. dude is still a target monster. He's still getting, you know, upwards of over 10 targets a game. He just hasn't had the touchdown yet. Uh, but yeah. I think that's probably due for some regression. Uh, and, and, you know, you might want to make this the argument against Mike Evans in that case, because he's already got four touchdowns through three games with really not very many targets. I mean, if you just look yeah. at his week one and week three, he had eight targets for three catches and all three catches were touchdowns, uh, which is probably not a, a sustainable thing. But at the same time, it's probably not sustainable that. Mike Evans is only going to get two yards a game receiving. Uh, so I think that yeah, guy... Yeah, that was kind of a weak, uh, really, really weak, weak for him. Yeah, but. and he, even the his his lower end of the weeks, he's still able to get those touchdowns. So I think uh, Evans will be good. I guess I just see, you know, I think this is a team that could be susceptible to an injury here or two. Like if, if one of these guys goes down, you know, I think Victor is primed to pick some guys up on the waivers this week. Uh, but it's, a, if, if one of these guys goes down, it could be rough. Uh, and I mean, he's definitely set next week cause he's kind of masochistically using the Denver defense to go up against the New York jets, which I, 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 I think Victor, I don't know, this is kind of like one of those like autoerotic, like just like self-flagellation things right now where he's just going to be watching the Jets get pummeled by a garbage Denver team and just getting pure pleasure out of it. Um, yeah, and then watch Case get fired. Exactly, which I don't know if that'll mean he'll need to change his team name or not. That'll be interesting. Um, but my, for some reason, my gut here just has all gay no breaks as a contender here, but like a borderline, somewhere in the middle there. Yeah. Uh, all right, let's talk about uh, the last week's guest here. Let's talk about Charkwing Duck. Now, this is an interesting one just because of injuries. Who's that? Is that Nick? That's Nick Pacheco's team, yeah. yeah. So this is going to be an interesting one because for me, the big thing is going to be if Nick can survive these injuries and kind of come out at 500 once McCaffrey is healthy, Mostert is back, A.J. Brown is back, if he can kind of survive the injury blows and go about 500, I think this team has significant contender upside. What what are you thinking? Yeah, no, I definitely agree with that. I mean, it's, he's been kind of um, hit by these really bad injuries that's really hindered his uh, pro- progress. But, I mean, despite that, he's still 2-1. and one. Like, yeah, exactly. It's only a matter of time till these till these players get healthy, and I think like from that, um, yeah, he's got like um, he should have a pretty easy go at uh, the championship. Not that my, I my, push him to win, you know. Yeah, and again, I'm going to selfishly hope that some of these guys get healthy because I think I think he may have to drop Joe Burrow, and I'm definitely got my eyes on Joe Burrow if he gets onto the uh, the waiver wire. But uh, yeah. yeah, like I mean. With McCaffrey and Mostert healthy and the emergence of Antonio Gibson kind of looking like the lead back in Washington, that gives yeah. you know a, a very solid one-two punch with a decent kind of RB3 in the background there. And, you know, even a Latavius Murray, who's a strong handcuff, same with Madison, mm-hmm. uh, those wide receivers. AJ Green, I think, may be cooked. I think Green, like he's get, still getting a bunch of targets, but it looks like he's not doing much with them. So I, I'm a little bit out on Green. But yeah. Yeah, Deontay Johnson, Chark, and A.J. Brown, I think, can all be a pretty strong receiving core. And Darren Waller is just kind of the boss in uh, uh, Las Vegas right now. So what's what's your read on Josh Allen then? I, he's a guy that's an interesting swing guy here because Josh Allen has he's literally the second ranked fantasy player right now. Do you see Josh Allen kind of maintaining that, or is this kind of a blip for Josh Allen? Ah oh, man, I, th- I think he's doing really well for himself. Like I, I wouldn't say no one expected Buffalo to be this good. I don't know much about Buffalo to be honest with you, but I think like if you give his stats definitely are speaking for themselves. And yeah, yeah. I, I think like you know, like going on to the week. I mean, I think they should have a pretty um, easy next couple of weeks. But I mean, like uh, week six against Kansas, and then um, yeah. yeah. My my initial worry would have been that you know he put up big points against the Jets and Miami. You know, two pretty not good defenses, but then went up against the Rams and and put up a pretty solid game. Uh, and what turned out to be a bit of a shootout. So that could bode well yeah. for, for Allen moving forward. 
my my gut tells me that he's not going to be a top five quarterback for the year. It seems like there's got to be some regression coming here. Um, but even with that regression, I think Allen is still in the conversation as like a mid QB one, if not like the top of that mid tier group. Uh, so, yeah, I'm, I'm feeling pretty confident about Shark Wing Duck as a contender here. So let's move on then, because then we're at you. We're at DeAndre Hopkins. So, Kimbert, tell me, are you a contender or are you a pretender? Oh, I honestly think I'm also a mixture of both right now. Like, I'm, I'm pretty confident with my team, but, I mean, the bench isn't looking as good as, as I want it to be. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's equal. See, I'm at a point where I look at your roster and I'm like, Russell Wilson, great. DeAndre Hopkins, awesome. Adam Thielen, awesome. Derrick Henry, great year. Devin Singletary, okay. If if Zach Moss isn't in the picture, we're looking good. And then as I look further down, I get more and more worried. Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, like, Nikhil Haley not producing the numbers that the, I want him to be. Jamal Williams, I just picked him out of fucking desperation, to be honest with you. Yeah. Carry on Johnston is like again Detroit. Um Tyler Higby has been kind of um, He's been mediocre so far. I think you you yeah. might maybe argue. I mean, he had a great game with three touchdowns last week against Philly. Uh but the two games uh, that are on this that's kind of sandwiched that are are not yeah. really much to write home about, which I think people are pretty disappointed in. Um So yeah, I mean, I'm going to I'm going to throw you into the same vein as I see Victor here. I think you're, I I get borderline contender off of you. Cause again, I think off the strength of that kind of big four that you have, I think that can take you a long way. Uh, My worry is just any of those guys kind of coming back to earth and, you know, producing what we would consider, you know, average fantasy weeks uh, and seeing whether that can be sustained kind of over the course of the rest of the year. I think we're just kind of mirroring what Mikey said week one about my team. Remind me, I don't even, I, I don't listen to much or, or I don't retain much of what Mikey says. Remind uh, me what he, he said. Like. I think he was saying, like, you did, correct me if I'm wrong, but I think he was saying, well, like, I'm only, my team is very dependent against, like, you know, like, on Wilson, Thielen, and Hopkins, and then Henry, if that's the case. I think that's what he said. Could be wrong, Mikey, but. Again, let's not give Mikey any more credit than he's due because, uh, again, that clout seeker is going to hear this and probably start jerking off at home. Uh, <laughs> so let's keep that in check. But, yeah, I think that's, that is a fair assessment of the team, I think. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, uh, if you have to pin your hopes to those four guys, you, you, you can't really ask for four better guys to try and pin your hopes to, honestly. Yeah, no, for sure. Like that, I mean, I picked them for a reason. And I'm hoping for the best of them. But, I mean, like, hopefully they still are healthy compared to I, I, actually, that's one thing. I'm pretty lucky when it comes to like the injuries so far. Like, my team hasn't been touched by it, so I'm knocking on wood right now. Keep yeah, it that way. Um, for sure. Yeah, and that's. I think this year that's going to be super important. So let's look at the John football team. You were you were telling me you've got some takes on this. So tell me what what's your take on the John football team? I mean, John's team is um, despite having like a pretty good. Uh, start so far, I think that he's gonna. I'm, I'm gonna put him as a pretender. Ooh. I mean, yeah, I just looking at his bench and like, um, like what his matchup is gonna look like for later on in the year. In the year, I think it's um, it's looking not too good for him. Yeah, I see. He's another one. Like, I like the Dak Zeke kind of combo. I think there's a lot that's good there, and with Tariq Cohen going down, that I think is gonna open up a lot of work for Dave. With Montgomery to kind of move into possibly a high-end RB2 conversation, even though he's kind of not really had the touchdowns to show for it through the first couple weeks. Um, yeah, Evan Ingram, I've never really been sold on as a tight end. That's going to be quality. Uh, and the receivers, other than Godwin, I, I don't love the receivers there. I'm actually a little nervous about Terry McLaurin. Because it seems like there's a lot of talk that Dwayne Haskins is going to be replaced at quarterback, which would normally be a good thing. But it seems like Terry and Dwayne have like a really good connection. And if they bring back like an Alex Smith or someone else, I'd be curious if that same kind of chemistry is going to exist there, which I think might hurt Terry McLaurin, honestly. Um, Yeah, I'm going to I'm going to say borderline pretender. 
I'm going to go out and say that. I think Dallas might regress a little bit, and that offense may yeah. not have as many shootout opportunities. I don't love McLaurin. I don't love Parker. Godwin, I think, is going to be fine. Uh, Montgomery, I think, is going to be fine. But I don't love a lot of what I'm seeing here. So I'm going to go pretender as well. I mean, maybe my opinions about it is basically I'm not a very big Dallas fan, but I think that's where a lot of my bias comes from. And right. Is, uh, like, he's writing a lot of his money on Elliot and Prescott. So we're just saying fuck the Cowboys, basically. Pretty much. I mean, a lot of Cowboys fan also probably says fuck the Cowboys, but that's a fair that's yeah. a fair stance to take. I can't really argue with it. Yeah. All right. Let's move on to uh, the 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 most important team. Frankly, the best team in the entire league. We've got a uh, Kelsey Dagger here. So Kimbert, uh, tell me why I'm the best contender in the league. Oh, <laughs> why you're the best contender? Oh, like I, have, I actually made notes about team, so it's like on the positive. You have uh, DK Metcalf and the Seahawks, which is continues to like sling it like nonstop. So it's something which, to definitely look forward to. I'm I'm a little I'm pretty butt mad because you know we talked about the butthurt index last week with Nick Pacheco. The the butthurt index has definitely gone down to about a three, I think, at this point. The 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 thing that is causing that butthurt is that if Metcalf wasn't a moron and didn't lose that ball right before the touchdown, I would have set the new record four points in a week uh, in our league with a uh, with no kicker. So if he hadn't done that, I could be looking at just a, a a record that would stand the test of time potentially uh but now i don't get that so i'm, I'm a little butt mad about that but i i can't be too too butt mad uh but please continue to tell me why my team is great all right stroke that uh alan robinson and uh <laughs> i think you have a lot to look forward to with that uh situation there in uh chicago now that uh, trubisky's been benched yeah, exactly. I'm I'm very excited about that. I'm they they haven't officially said I don't think yet that Nick Foles is going to be the starter, but I think you'd have to be Adam Gase to not make that happen. <laughs> so I think I think I'm pretty okay there. Yeah. Um, now now obviously the elephant in the room on this team is Carson Wentz, uh, and whether that that kind of QB play is going to be limiting for me moving forward, and. I'm really nervous that it is. And again, I'm I'm very open to trade discussions regarding QBs. Uh, so if you've got guys that you want to hit me up about, I'm happy to do that. Uh, but just so, just so I'm not putting words in your mouth, Kimbert, I'm gonna I'm gonna let you make the final statement here. Kelsey Dagger, contender or pretender? I'd say you're on the middle too, man. More on the pretender side, but uh, more the pretender side. Oh, I'm gonna smack absolutely. you. I'm gonna fly back to Toronto and smack that mouth. Jesus. I mean, like you had like a pretty good week with when you picked up uh, Indianapolis's defense. Shout out to Andre for dropping them. Yeah. And uh, Rex Burkhead. I mean, that's not a very sustainable uh, option moving forward, just because like you know James White comes back, and uh, you have Sony Michelle in there as well, and they they always kind of just. You know how New England's offense is. It's never just one guy. Counterpoint. Uh, you know who mm-hmm. Rex Burkhead was replacing last week? Who? Devontae Adams, who will hopefully be healthy and back in my lineup. <laughs> All right, fair enough. There you go. Uh, one so, quick question for you, though. Yeah. What? Why the hell do you have Antonio Brown? I, I I honestly don't really know. I thought I heard some buzz about him uh, joining the Texans, and I was a little interested by that, and... I, you know, after those big three, I'm not super on board with my wide receiver depth. So I thought, you know, maybe I'll pick him up on a flyer. Um, but it looks like the Texans have moved on. So I'm, I'm, if, if, if the waiver wire ads I have put in are going to go through, Brown is going to be the player that I am dropping. Yeah, I was, I saw that and I was kind of curious. I was, I, I understand. I heard like rumors about, uh, football team being interested in him but i mean obviously nothing has been and again i mean a shout out to to john i do like electric dudes in the same way and i I wanted to have an electric dude on my team um but yeah i don't think that's going to be a long partnership with kelsey dagger i'm I'm, i gotta disagree with you i think i think i'm going to be able to rectify the qb situation i 
I'm not going to lie. I'm going to challenge Mikey. It definitely is uh, Mikey a big thinks bust. he has the three best wide receivers in this league. I'm I think I Adams, Robinson and Metcalf uh go toe to toe with Mikey's receivers. If not are better than them. And Mikey talks a lot. That's why I said. Yeah, Mikey does talk a lot and I'm I'm here to lay the smack down that I I'm, I'm going to throw down the gauntlet and just say I think Adams, Robinson and Metcalf are better uh, trio than Ridley, Woods, and Galladay. I think unequivocally that they are they are better. Uh, and Daryl Henderson does take control of that Rams backfield, which is a big if. I mm-hmm. think I have, outside of QB, the most complete assortment of options at the skilled positions beyond quarterback. Uh, hit me up in the hit me up in the WhatsApp group. Come at me. You'll even even talk some shit in the Discord that we all forgot existed. Uh, yeah, Danny so was so insistent on me on getting that, which I I kind of got, but I, I it's very clearly not being used anymore. At least not that I have seen. Uh, so I'm glad that Danny, you know, got paid the ten cents by Discord to have us all get the downloads there. Um, but yeah, I'm I'm feel I'm I'm feeling hot to trot right now. I'm I've you know I've scored the most points in the league. Even if Burkhead was on the bench, I'd still have the most points in the league. I think overall, yeah, you know I'm I'm feeling good. I'm feeling I'm feeling hot. I'm 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 gonna I'm happy to take any and all uh, shit talking that's gonna come my way because I'm feeling I'm feeling pretty good about my team after uh, a couple weeks where the butt hurt was was tangible. When I I think those were weeks where I should have won, even with some bad quarterback play. Well, I mean, the points against you is also, like, the highest right now. So Exactly. You, you and kind of had, like, a bad few matchups, I'd say. And, I, you know, I'm, I'm going to bank on the idea that that's not going to keep happening and that my guys are going to continue to perform well because I think they all have the talent to do so. So let's let's try and speed through the back half here because I don't want to keep you too long here. So we got mix on, max off. We got Danny's team. Are we looking at a contender or are we looking at a pretender? Pretender. <laughs> Why? Uh, well, again, not a very good bench going in. But, I mean, uh, who does he have? Like, uh, Cam Newton, you know, big first two weeks. Last week was not that was not very good at all. Um, DJ Moore, Carolina's offensive. Yeah, if if we were just talking about like the best wide receiver core, I think Danny, by a country mile, has the worst wide receiver core here. I'm I'm a DJ Moore fanboy. I actually really really like DJ Moore. I think he's gonna break big. Brandon Cooks is not someone you want to rely on. Golden Tate is not someone who's gonna be anything more than a wide receiver three on a good week. Lavisca Chanot is spicy. He's he's an electric dude, and I think there's fun to be had there. But I think this is just a a tire fire of a wide receiver core, uh, and is nothing to write home about. Uh, Kamara I think is great. Kamara's going to be a, a, a go-to guy on that team for sure. Mixon has not returned the investment I think that many had hoped he would get, uh, yeah. especially after he got paid just in this offseason. <laughs> uh, I think this team is hardcore pretender. I'm not going to lie. I think Danny might be sniffing the toilet bowl uh, at the end of this year. Uh, and and it made... I think I think that seventy five bucks for Benny Snell is going to become a running joke for the rest of the year because that's just looking like a complete waste of fab dollars. Which uh, you know, Danny, if you want to trade Matt Ryan or Cam Newton for some fab, hit me up. Happy to do it. Um, so we can we can definitely talk about that. But I'm I'm going out hardcore pretender. He's two and one right now, lucking his way through. This you know he he shouldn't have won last week. You know, Chris's team should have beat him last week, uh, but he got, you know, lucked out by a really probably the worst game the the Ravens will play. Not just this year, but probably the worst game they'll play next year as well. Um, like this, I, I, I'm saying hardcore pretender. Let's move on to Mikey's team, Spitting Llamas. Contender or pretender? For the most part, a bit of a, a, bit of a dumpster fire, to be honest with you. Ooh, shots fired. Okay, get into it. Why? I mean, like, quarterbacks, Matt Stafford. He hasn't been too bad. I mean, he's been, he's, he's been mediocre. He's like, what, 16, 16, and 18 points over the per- first three weeks. You know, not 
not great by any stretch of the imagination. I guess not terrible. Uh, I guess maybe compared to some of the other quarterback scores we're seeing, he's been pretty poor. Robert but I'm definitely Holtz. there with you. Stafford and Tannehill, uh, yeah. I don't think are, are great quarterbacks that you want to hang your hat on. Uh, but, I mean, again, that wide receiver core is good. It's not Daniel Kite good, but it's still pretty good. Yeah, and uh, Kenyon Drake isn't doing too good for him. Uh, he had probably had a lot of high hopes for him. I mean, he drafted him pretty high up there. Mm-hmm. And uh, he's not producing yeah, I'm not going to lie. Kenyon Drake is a guy I'm kind of surprised hasn't gotten more play in that Cardinals offense. I'm surprised he hasn't been. I mean, I didn't. Obviously, you know, to end last year, he was putting up like 40 points a game, and that was obviously not going to happen again. But I thought he could have been a, a solid RB1, kind of a low-end RB1 this year. But he's looking a lot more kind of just like a mid-tier to low-tier RB2, uh, which definitely doesn't look as good. Nick Chubb has been explosive to start the year, especially the past two weeks. I'm curious to see how long that lasts and how much, how many game scripts he'll be around for to actually kind of be able to run out the the clock and kind of run down things. Because I think once Cleveland plays some more stiff op- opposition, uh, yeah. there's going to be fewer chances for Chubb to be as involved and Kareem Hunt might be a bit more significant. Uh, I'm still going to say Mikey's a contender, though. I like I like the RBs and the wide receivers enough. And I think the quarterbacks are passable enough that I think he should be able to to be in the playoff picture as a significant player by year's end. I mean, like, here's hoping to him that he does well, but at the same time, it's like, I, I don't think, uh, like I said, Chubb, Drake, and Stafford, I'm not too big fans of. And, and Mikey, you can go ahead and change your shorts after hearing that, because I know that obviously uh, caused an involuntary ejaculation there for you. So go, go right ahead and do that. Uh, we're getting into the home stretch here. Let's talk about Paul's team of criminals. Contender or pretender to your mind, do you think? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go out on a limb here. I'm going to, I think I might get a little flack for this. I'm going to go low-end contender. For this team, even without Saquon, I I think I have enough faith in that Mahomes Hill stack and Lockett. And the, the, the biggest swing there is Kareem Hunt. I think Kareem Hunt is going to have a big role in that uh, Cleveland offense going forward and getting a lot of passing down play. And I think with one good pickup for a running back, I think Paul is going to be right there in the conversation as a contender uh, come, you know, playoff time. Am, am I crazy? I mean, I was going to say he's a bit of a pretender as well. But, okay. I mean, like, but he does definitely have a lot of good uh, weapons out there. But his his um, bench has, like, been pretty beat up by all this um, in- injuries as well. But, I mean, he's got a pretty good set of teams. I mean, like, Ty Lockett, Patrick Mahomes, you know, and... Again, like you said, Kareem Hunt is there's a lot of options with him and uh, Chubb going around. But um, I mean, apart from his other, apart from that one, like the other, the rest of his players, I'm not too too impressed with. Yeah, like I think the wide receivers are looking okay. Robbie Anderson always had a ton of talent with the Jets, but uh, couldn't put it together. He looks like he's doing pretty great in Carolina right now. Uh, yeah, if, if if I just again, like I said, if if he can get one running back that can kind of give him even like. RB3 production, not even RB2, but RB3 production. I, I think there's a lot to be worried about, especially with Kansas City just being who they are. And just looking ahead to like playoff time, like what are our playoffs week? Playoff weeks are usually weeks 14, 15, and 16. You know, week 16, which would be the championship week, he'd face Atlanta, which would probably be a huge shootout. Week 14, first round, he'd play Miami, which would be a huge shootout. And then New Orleans, who doesn't seem like they're the greatest uh, past uh, defense, especially after we just saw the the, the uh, Packers light them up. So I think oh, yeah. if, if Paul is able to get into the playoffs, I think the Chiefs are set up really nicely to to go on a run there. Now, they, they may have nothing to play for uh, if they have like their division on lockdown and first place on lockdown. Uh, but I, I would be really, really worried facing Paul's team come uh, playoff time. Which is something I never thought I would say. That's even if he makes it there. Which I think he will. I mean, you may disagree with me, but I, I think he will. Uh, all right. All right. Let's, let's go to our third last team here. It's unfortunate. We have to talk about him. The bitch is finally here. Let's talk about Andre's team. 
Andre, contender or pretender? My gut instinct says contender. Even so, though it's been kind of... It's weird to say it's been a rough three weeks. I mean, he did, he's only averaged 90 points a week and still is 2-1, and one, which is just, you know, the bitchiest move you could possibly do. Uh, I think there is a lot of high upside guys on this team. Uh, you know, I, I think the, the three-headed monster of Carson, Sanders, and Connor, if they all play to their potential, which, of course, is a, you know, a big if, I think those guys are, you know, probably the best three-headed running back attack in the league right now. Uh, Keenan Allen is getting all the targets from Justin Herbert. Like, he's gotten 29 targets through two games with Herbert as the starter, which is enormous, which could mean Keenan Allen becomes a wide receiver one, which is good because Andre's wide receivers after him are not particularly good. Um, And Deshaun Watson, I think, is going to be a lot better than he's been through these three weeks. Like, he's... Deshaun Watson has arguably played three of the best teams in the NFL in KC, Baltimore, and Pittsburgh through three weeks. Uh, And it's probably going to be looking up for this Houston Texans team. Uh, so I'm I'm feeling good about Andre's team. It really pains me to say it. I think I think there's a contender on this squad. Do you do you have an, a differing opinion on that? I mean, it, it, it's a lot of interesting. Depends on the matchup, I guess. Like um, with each player, but I mean, Deshaun Watson definitely just looking down at their schedule later on in the year. I think yeah, he's 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 going to do pretty okay. Um, I'm not too happy with Mike Davis. And, uh, which is fair i mean mike davis isn't going to be there forever you know he's there and to fill in for for christian mccaffrey and he's probably only starting this week because carson's likely going to be out um so like that that seeing mike davis doesn't scream a warning sign to me honestly well uh, that and mark andrews too i think that was the big probably the big problem on his uh, team right now just because yeah, as, as a, as a non Mark Andrews owner, I'm just surprised looking at him right now that he's only gotten like seven points over the past two weeks. That's that's very un Mark Andrews like. Yeah, sure. I mean, I think I had him last year, and he did really well. Yeah, to see where he is right now is kind of. Yeah, true enough. So okay, so you think pretender? I think contender. Let's go to our second last team here. Let's go to threat level breezy. Now, I, I've made my thoughts on this team clear, I think, a little bit earlier in the the, year, the week. Um, I've I've kind of <laughs> – I'm glad Chris hasn't been on the podcast yet, so I might have to have him on in the near future so he can defend himself against my slander. Um, but I, I am of the, the opinion that this is a, a, a pretender. Um, I don't love the wide receivers. Stefan Diggs, I think, has played – surprisingly well with the production in the first three weeks and i don't really know how well that's going to go on i have never thought of marquise brown as a wide receiver too i was surprised that he was you know happy having him there um and mark ingram is looking like he's not going to be an every down guy like he's he's not even going to be a what he may not even be a, a running back three he may not even be on that radar there and I mean, despite it's, it's what they're big, saying lately, sorry, despite what they've been saying lately, there's no big trust going around Baltimore right now. Yeah, exactly. And I mean, it's been rough, especially these past two weeks with George Kittle being out. Because I mean, Kittle's just a huge, uh, you know, part of that San Francisco offense. Uh, and if Garoppolo can come back and be healthy, you know, I think Kittle can help right the ship there. Um, but again, I'm I'm not super sold on Aaron Rodgers being a, a full time starting quarterback. Uh, J.K. Dobbins, he's lucky to have because I think I think J.K. Dobbins just might be the better start at this point over Mark Ingram, just permanently. Uh, and but even then, uh, at this point, not a guy that I think you can really bank on, especially for wins early on in the season. I can see this team picking up towards the end and kind of playing spoiler, but I think. Chris is going to be in a big hole after the next two or three weeks that I don't know if he's going to be able to get out of. I don't know. I think like next week he's like Aaron Rodgers should be doing okay against Atlanta. Like, yeah. Oh, that's true. Yeah, the Atlanta match is always good for an offense. We'll see what he does with a tight end position. I don't know how kills. And yeah. True enough. But yeah, I mean, like yeah, for sure, there's a lot of reason to be kind of iffy. Well, then let's move. Let's move on to the final team in the league. The creatively named Tony. Let's talk about Tony. Why Tony is a pretender? 
I mean, it, if last week's indicative of... Yeah, and it's not even just last week. I mean, Tony, I, I feel like of the 250 total points he's put up through three weeks, I think like 60% of that was just week one, and then yep. the rest of the weeks two and three, which, I mean, could be a sign that there's going to be some leveling out. Uh, but I mean... After Josh Jacobs, Jonathan Taylor, and uh, Michael Thomas, there's there's really not a lot good going on with this team. Yeah, not at all. Goddard going out on that. the IR there is pretty rough too, because he's you know a guy that, with all the receiving options going down in Philly, could have been a guy to to take some of those snaps. And now that's he's got to scramble to the waiver wire there. Uh, I think I think real real serious worries here. Yeah, he's got. A lot, he needs to make a lot of moves. So, yeah, his receivers are just not doing anything for him. Yeah, maybe one of those things where you kind of trade, you know, a, a Jacobs, Taylor, or Thomas for multiple, you know, guys to try and fill out the rest of the roster. Never a kind of trade that I'm always happy with, uh, but maybe necessary for a team that's this thin in the other positions. Here we go. and like get a couple pretty decent receivers. I mean, golf's been doing pretty well. I mean, I don't know if you. You yourself are willing to make that trade, considering. I'll throw, I'll throw a receiver. I'm not, I mean, I'm not going to give up a DK Metcalf for a Jared Goff or any of those top three, but I, we could. No. I'm, I'm, I'm again. I'm just, I'm just playing the waiting game. I want to, because you guys are going to have to drop these QBs eventually. I feel like you're going to want to pick up a running back or a wide receiver, and just having that spot on the bench with a QB is not going to be long term. So I'm just, I'm just laying in wait. I'm, I'm putting it out there that I want to, to see them drop. He was hoping for you then. Yeah, thank you. I appreciate that. <laughs> well, God damn it, Kimbert, we did it. We went through every team in the league and said if they were contenders or pretenders. I feel like we said pretty much everyone was a pretender except three or four teams, which is funny since we're going to have eight playoff teams. Um, but uh, yeah, I think I think that was pretty cohesively done there. Do we want to just quickly look at the waiver wire? I know I'm I'm exhausted at this point. Are you exhausted? Oh yeah, it's been. Been on the call for over 59 minutes now, so it's been yeah. I know this shit is way too long. No one's even listening anymore at this point, frankly. <laughs> Mikey's probably raging somewhere about what I said. Yeah, well, yeah, well, Mikey's cleaning up his shorts for the third time now that he's heard his name again. Um, so let's let's maybe lend it off at that. Uh, you know, I'll just quickly summarize. We're probably all looking at Justin Jefferson. We're probably all looking at uh, Brandon Ayuk, T. Higgins. Maybe a Carlos Hyde to fill in for a week or two over Carson. But other than that, you know, I don't think there's any major ads unless, you know, Tony might want to go out and grab Jimmy Graham, who's looking like he could be a part of that Chicago offense. Uh, but that's that's all we really need to say about the waiver wire. Kimbert, we did it. All the best. Uh, thanks for coming on the pod and doing this marathon with me, bud. All right, man. So I look forward to hearing from all of y'all in the chat chat and look forward to seeing all everything that we said on the podcast come true in week four but until then everybody keep crying